Thick skin, thin skin. When does it matter not? Is it the foundations that we are born into? Or is it the paths discovered throughout life that determines how many layers we wear? Join us as we dive in our discussion of thick skin in a non-working environment. Welcome everybody to the Authentic Self Show on the Nachos Cafe Podcast, where you will hear more than one perspective on facing the world authentically. Oh my God, no, like, I always feel that whenever I'm, like, talking about something or even, like, working with someone in regards to something, like, that self-work is showing up through the work you're doing. Right. And let me tell you, like, the last two weeks have really been about embracing that thin skin Ooh. in my relationships, like personal relationships. And I was like, oh. And how funny, that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> like, you know? I'm <laughs> getting you set up, honey, okay? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's that thin skin that is actually the toughest to embrace. Yeah, because like we're not trying to get hurt. We're not mm-hmm. trying to, we want to protect ourselves. So yeah. we can come off obnoxious sometimes, sometimes either arrogant because that's how others perceive it. But, you know, we, we're trying to protect that that thin layer of our skin because that's you entering in, you know, our little wall that we've built up because that's a thick skin. And once you get inside, now you're trembling on a thin skin there because you're getting all feeling, you're getting all emotions, you're getting the inner part of you that you're going to see a side that you probably don't ever really see with us, you know? And it's like, wow, I didn't know you have feelings. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Over there. I'm like, and you're lucky enough that I feel comfortable to expose them towards you. <laughs> right. Right. You know, like, cause I know for myself, a lot of uh, individuals who have seen the thin part of my skin, they don't know what to do. They actually get nervous. Yeah, they, cause yeah. I'm always like, I try to, I thrive to be a rock for so many people in my life. And to be there. And then when I start to crumble, because rocks do crumble, they don't always stay solid. You know, they break. So you throw it hard enough. Yeah, it starts to crumble. And a lot of people in my life, they don't know what to do when they see like, what you, you want me to hold your hand? You want me to give you a hug? Like what's going on? You know, and and so when I know when that comes, I know a lot of people don't know what to do because they don't ever see that side to me. Either they're yeah. going to start crying or they're like, I'm like, just be present yeah all I need you to be you don't need to do anything you don't need to you don't need to read a word or read my own poem whatever no I just need you to be present just be here with me in this moment because you know if I need a hug I might I'll need a hug sometimes I don't even want to be touched you know it Uh depends it's just like because sometimes I don't even know how to handle my own self when certain when I crumble it's like I can be an emotional wreck as in so many emotions can explode and sometimes I'll warn people, I'm like, stay away from me when things like this happen, because I might lash out on you and it's not on purpose. It right. really isn't on purpose. It's just like, I thrive to have thick skin so much and I can come off a little hard, but then when it breaks, yeah. it's like, I have such a bad explosion where I don't know what to do with my own emotion. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. So it's like, I'm trying to gasp for air. And if you're in the water with me and while I'm trying to swim to the top, you might get hit. You get my shoulders and it's like that. So it's like, um, sorry about it, but I'm trying to get some air, you know? And that's how, like, it's a sea of emotions and I'm trying to get out of it, you know? But 
it's not like an attack towards anybody. It's just like, it's just something that I'm aware of with myself that that is when I crumble, I, you know, I get in this moment and I've, I've learned to flow with it because um, you can't control it. You can only yeah. flow with it and see where it goes so that you can learn maybe how to be more in sync with it. And that's what I've been practicing within myself. I know when I get my moments, I don't know if it's like, the weather, you know, like, cause I know I kind of react to the weather. If it's really hot, I tend to be sometimes a little tired or um, full of energy in the be- in the morning. Um, and then like, if it's really cold, um, it, it, dep- it really depends. Like I'll feel a little lazy, you know, it's like, I don't want to do this. You know, it just really depends. Like I'm a element type person. And so like, even when I'm outside, the wind energizes me. It speaks to me. I get so influenced and inspired when the wind yeah. is like touching my skin. I'm just like, I hear words, you know? So yeah. being a writer, I, I love to write and that's yeah. my language. You know, it's like when I hear the wind, it's like, I hear it, you know? So that's when my poetic part comes. Yeah, I totally hear you with that. Yeah. I've kind of had the similar situation. I feel like, what made me understand it once i was listening i went to this buddhist temple and the monk just explained it so clearly and i was in the middle of a storm and just the way he explained you know you know he shared you know a lot of times in life we're going through these mental emotional storms um you know we have to think of our our situations our storms as kind of like the sun right the sun is Mm -hmm. always always going to be the sun's always going to be there if you are in you know a cloudy day you get on a plane and you you know once you fly past the clouds there's the sun so it's that concept right that like it's not like we're to me like the, you can't control a storm you can't say a storm okay you're not coming today storm it's it's i'm gonna go for a hike today and you're even though it's supposed to rain you're not gonna rain right it's, it doesn't work that way and it's the same thing with who we are as part of this existence, mm-hmm. this universe that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. Like the cycle of life, because everything, everything's connected. Mm-hmm. So once we become, once we become in tune, and I think to me that's where nature comes in, right? Like that mm-hmm. we are we are nature, we mm-hmm. are earth, you know, mm-hmm. we are turns into dust. So as we tap into those elements in our own storms like become the observer of what's happening versus trying to redirect the storm to go somewhere else. Cause that's mm-hmm. not going to, you know, the storm is going to stay there until it passes. Right. And then that um, comes, but you have to be able to be like, wow, okay. I'm going through something. I'm, I'm pushing through something. Something's coming out of this. And, and it does, it always happens that way. Right. Yeah. But me, I experience it when I have to take that leap of faith or when I'm doubting myself, when I'm doubting myself, and, and still, like, literally, like, I mean, I just had a breakthrough yesterday, where I, I felt I was doing the right thing for a while, and I, I feel like I was for the situation, but then I didn't realize how much I was clinging mm-hmm. to something that I had already, let go mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, and there's a reason, there's, there's a programming inside of me that wasn't allowing me to send that final email you know, and saying I resigned. And literally hours afterwards, I got an interview for a job in LA. 
How awesome! Like a personal email from the director from this organization, like not even HR. Like, hey, yeah. can we? You know, so it's like I got the job, basically. You know yeah. what I mean? And, wow, it's like, and here I'm, I'm like Hector. Like, literally, you could have done this two weeks ago, and here you are for two weeks navigating through this, like trying to change the storm instead of like even walking towards the direction of the sun outside of the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. So it's we're constantly learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow, that was great. I was wrapped up like literally, like. Like literally, like from thick skin in, in regards to the work environment, and uh-huh. it's all wrapping up, and it's all been like this part of this. Like these last two weeks have really been about, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, it's interesting when you you say that because like in the work environment, we're really wearing thick skin. I feel mm-hmm. like so we don't tap into that inside part that's connected us to universe, yeah. to our elements, to nature itself, to the frequency that's going on around us, so that we can make things happen you know, to snap it and then get the results that we're, we've been waiting for, longing for, hoping for, you know, and then boom, just like that, like, that, that's amazing, like, you manifested that, you know, like, your blessing was waiting already on the other side for you, it was just yeah. waiting for you to make the move, yeah. you know, yeah. you did, and boom, you get your, that's amazing, that's so amazing, I love that, yeah. that's so cool. Like, Oh, and then like, I also starting, I got hired as an assistant for a uh, two yoga retreats so i'm like wow retreats that's awesome uh, and i'm like this is so amazing like yeah but it's it's just it's 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 interesting like that that uncomfortableness that we experience inside is to me it's literally it's fear it's doubt like that's how it for me and just okay like i see it i feel it i sense it and I'm, I'm the same way with my friends. Like, sometimes I know my friends just want to come rescue me because they, we, like, I see it for them sometimes. It's, oh, my God, it's so obvious. And, like, literally, like, my best, three of my besties, like, literally told me, like, two weeks ago, Hector, just quit. Just quit. Like, just be done with it. Just, you know. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, okay, universe, like, you're, like, putting everything in front of me. And, like. Right. I just had to get my oats going. Yes, come on, come through with oats. Be hungry. I had my little latte already. I was like, okay, let me like, just, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> got my greens going right here. So yeah. You know, right <laughs> okay, let's get started. So <clears throat> thick skin. Um, last week we talked about, or uh, the other week we talked about um, the thick skin in the work environment. And as I was saying, I think that thick skin in the working environment is even more hardcore. Like we don't really let a lot of people in our, our working environment really see beyond that. And so when it comes into personal life, it's a whole nother ball game. You know, it's like, I think that's where the thick skin develops is from our personal life. Like yeah. whether it's like from family, of course, I think it starts from family you know, whether they're saying some harsh things to us, breaking our hearts, um, they don't see our worth. Because sometimes there are some individuals who have that family who's not a supportive group at all. They don't believe in you want to be a ballet dancer, but like you ain't gonna make no money being a dancer. Mm-hmm. You need to be a doctor because this yeah. is what we do in our line of work. And that's what you need to do because it's like, how do you build thick skin from that when that's your foundation? That's what you're upbringing. You're, you're brought up around that where it's like, 
well, your daddy was and your mommy was, you know, so we need to keep up with the family tradition. When can you be your authentic self? But that thick skin breaks because you don't, you know, you, you don't know how to build it. And then you meet individuals in our life. Like, how do we, how do you build that thick skin where you don't allow what our parents are saying? Because I know, you know, I love my mom. My mom is my queen. But, you know, at a young age, they don't, they want, they want the best for us. And, you know, they can second guess what we're, what we dreaming to become. Because in society, they've conditioned our minds to this norm where, I mean, I mean, you see celebrities, you see big people who are making moves in life, but they did it because they kept getting no's all the time. And they're like, I refuse to believe that this is it. I'm not going to sit in this position in life. Uh, oh, just because I work a, a nine to five job, I can't dream to be more than that. You know, even with working environments, they get us in there. So it's like, where does that thick skin come where you're you you and when you say like enough is enough in personal life that's uh for like for me I think like when you put it like that that's super deep because like it, it hits me in so many ways because that that was pretty much my life at one point in time because before I I decided to live my truth and go through my transition and everything even when I first came out as gay like I said prior to transition and everything because I'm a preacher's kid, I felt like that was the path that I was intended to go down. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter my orientation at the time, like, because I was still embodying this, this little version of my dad, it was still the expectation. And I felt like that wasn't broken for me until I was 23 and actually started going through the process of my transition. So I think for, to, to build up that, that, tough skin that thick skin and that situation to say enough was enough I think it was in that moment of just saying enough is enough as far as like my life as a whole at that point like enough is enough living this lie enough is enough trying to be this person that I'm not like enough is enough and I think that's when especially for me it really clicked that I wasn't going to be mm -hmm. that and I wasn't going to be pretty much his shadow or his little his little image and that's I think that's something that I've struggled with so long it's just like the acceptance of that for myself because I feel like I'm, I'm trying to have thick skin and, and having thick skin I don't want to let what the things that are coming in and being said affect me but at mm -hmm. the same time it's just like it, it how do you have thick skin when the doubt is coming from within because it's just like I still feel like I'm going to be a disappointment because I'm not following this path. I still feel that I'm going to have a, a, a less of a, an excitement life or a, a less in life, I should say, because I didn't go down this road. And it's just like, it, it's almost a fear factor because you're right. That's, that's something that's been ingrained in me my whole life. Like, this is who my parents were. This is who my, my father was. I was like, I, this is what just the expectation of my life was to be at some point. Like, yeah, I have the freedom of being myself and, and going out and doing well. But at some point in time, like in my adult life, I was supposed to come right with Christ and, and follow that path to lead and, and do like my father was, no matter who I was. But then when it came to actually being myself, I feel like 
that's when that expectation was was lifted not only from myself but from my my parents like mm-hmm. it was no longer put on me that kind of like it un like untold truth like you're gonna go into the family business like you could you could have dreams but at the end of the day you won't have to be a part you a part of this family and this exactly. family business come first and you got to mm-hmm. be a part of that machine so really hard and I like I think that's what was enough that that moment that aha moment when you said like how do you know when enough was enough it's like when I decided to actually to to just break that weight of of living that lie in general as a whole but then when it when I think of my life now like one of the biggest I think struggles in my life now is the fact that people in my life like who know me as me and who know me for me and they don't have that 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 mental block like that mental wall of okay well this is you before and Mm -hmm. this is you now like that divide Mm -hmm. because I feel like in certain situations when I know that divide is there I'm always going to be a step behind like I'm always going to be like one step behind like we've all we already talked about being like the minority and being like the one of the I know I'm going to be that because of it but when it comes to people in my personal life and that's not a factor and my own shortcomings are, are my own as Amari, like as the person that I am sitting right here, mm-hmm. it's, it, for me, it's like, that's, that's another area where I'm trying to have like tough skin because it's just like most of, if not everyone in my life right now, especially in my immediate circle, aren't necessarily blood family, but they're, they're my family nonetheless. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've been through more with them than I have my biological family. Like my brother, literally we went through not having power, not having hot water, only having fucking French toast from, from stale bread at Jimmy John's like type shit. Like that's mm-hmm. my brother. We went through stuff together. So it's like when I'm thinking of like, fuck, these are the things that I'm doing. And I know that I'm, I'm doing these things and at the same time, it's just like, they know me and they know my shortcomings. They know like my flaws. And when I try to be transparent with them and then it doesn't come off right or we're having conversations and they're, they're letting me know how my actions are affecting them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get in this defense mode and it's almost like, what am I doing to these people that I love? to make them so upset but then the flip side of it is I'm still trying to have this thick skin and that this level of guard between my family and my like in my personal life and it it, it, it I don't know it, it kind of comes like an awkward balance for me because mm-hmm. it's like I love them I care about them and their opinions and feelings matter to me mm-hmm. but then at the same time I, I have to respect that they can't be so weighted to outweigh my own because ultimately the mind are, are what's the most important me as an individual those feelings those emotions like what I can actually control and foster and feed into and I feel like I take so much from how other people see that and try and compile what that is of me versus how I see that and put more into it mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing that really kind of like stressed my relationship with my dad is like going through that and actually taking that separation and realizing like that's not going to be my life like I could have that tough skin it kind of put it more on the side of well 
this is what I'm doing for myself. So that guard with him is it, it's able to be on that tougher side of a coin right. where it's like, I, you're my father. I came from you. But at the same time, like I have this guard up, I have this tough skin. So your feelings don't really matter. Whereas if it's my brother or my girlfriend, it's like, fuck, I want to be like, I don't care. It don't really yeah. matter. But at the same time, like you, you, you are probably like the most important people in my everyday life. Uh-huh. All right. You touched on a part when you said disappointment. Um, that is something that's really, I think that was the biggest part for me because it's your family. And at the end of the day, when you're a kid growing up, it's like, you don't want to be a disappointment to your parents. You want to bring in the good grades. You want to have a reason why they feel proud of you. And then when you step out on the line of being really you, let's be honest, when does our parents are always proud of you at that moment? Because number one, it's foreign. They don't understand that. And so it's like, whether it is coming out the closet or whether it is something you want to pursue as your own dream, they don't understand it. And everyone is scared of what they don't understand. So they're already putting judgment and want to put you back in the box that they're familiar with. And that's not why we have kids. We have kids to evolve. We don't have kids to stay in the box, but it's just that, that when you said disappointment, it just kind of touched me. I was like, Oh God, I don't want to cry. (laughs) You know, it's like, just because it's like, it, it for a long time for me being a disappointment to my mom was a burden i couldn't really breathe because you know i just wanted a moment for her to just say i'm proud of you and it she said it but i didn't believe it you know i, I just didn't take it like it's not enough and so i think when i moved to arizona that was the moment i was able to prove to her rather than myself, but proved to her. And when she said it, I was proud of you, then I got a DUI. Right after that, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, somewhere for disappointment. But although she didn't even see it as a disappointment, she saw, are you okay? She had a total different 180, but it, it took me to be me, to build that thick skin, to be like, this is me. And to realize she's learning, I'm learning at the same time. And the disappointment disappeared still there sometimes you know um i don't think it ever goes away but it lightens it no longer has a chain of me keeping my thick skin against that so i don't have to let that affect me so much um but it's just that i can embrace myself i guess more and i mean i agree with you because like when you just said it's not it it never really goes away like it makes me think of like you're like if you think about it most of our lives as like just people as individuals most of our lives is doing what our parent wants us to do and when you think of it like that like it it, not to make it sound like a negative thing but Mm -hmm. the the first few years of our life like like my niece and nephew for example the the first few years of their life they're two and three going on three and four it's doing what their parents want them to do or doing what I want them to do like they don't pick out their own clothes they don't make the events that we're doing for the day like they don't like they 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 just go along with whatever the flow is and so when they get to that point of being individuals and making their own decisions they've never experienced a time where making their own decisions 
brings disappointment. Like when you're a kid, if you make a decision, like if they go in there and go in my fridge and they know they're not supposed to, yeah, they know they're going to get in trouble, but it, mm-hmm. it doesn't ring as a disappointment because right. I'm not disappointed in them and in, in the action that they did. I'm trying to help them build better manners and to know that, hey, right. I should ask for these things versus just going for them. Mm-hmm. Granted, they know that they're going to get them. It's fine. But it's just the process of I need to know that these are this is how it's supposed to go. So right. it, it never registers as a disappointment uh-huh, uh-huh. because they don't understand like what, not, what the, the word or the term disappointment mm-hmm. is kind of in their vocabulary. And I think once we get to that age where, okay, we're making our own decisions, we're living our life, we, we've still never experienced it to a point where it's been a disappointment. Like not, granted, like there are some extreme cases where like kids just go from zero to a hundred, like mm-hmm. as soon as they can. But just in general, like in, in society, I feel like more often than not, when we do those things, it never registers as this is a disappointment. This is something that my parent will actually feel a negative feeling or like it will visibly show in some way, shape or form to me because of my actions. And so I feel like when that happens in our adult life, it's still something so new. Like, especially for me, I feel like I still have the reaction to it as if I'm like three or four. Like I, I wanna run and cry and like tell and say I'm sorry. Like I like I did something I didn't know what I did. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like trying to figure it out. But I think that's something that I feel like me, especially being mindful of that, I want to let them know that they they aren't disappointments to me. They like they're lessons that we need to learn from. Like if this is what we're going to do, I'm not disappointed in right. you for doing this. Right. Like, if anything, I would disappointed that I made you feel like you couldn't talk to me. I'm mm-hmm. disappointed mm-hmm. in making you feel like you didn't have my support. Mm-hmm. But I'm not disappointed in you for taking those actions because you're an adult, like not even an adult, you're a human being, you're an individual. Right. You have right. to know how to do these things because right. I can't expect for you to just grasp it from what I'm showing you and not actually talk to you about it. And then when you're 18, hit the streets and be like, okay, go live your life, go to like whatever that path may look like. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it is for me. And that's why it is a disappointment, especially coming from my father, because he wasn't such a prominent figure in my life. Like he, he was always a present in my life. He's always someone I could reach out to. I know him like he's he's always been there, but he hasn't been a prominent figure to where he's in my everyday life. Like I can right. go months, sometimes years without even so much as a check in with him. And then randomly, my sister reminds me like, oh, did you talk to him on his birthday? And I'm like, oh, it's his birthday. Let me send this text message real quick. Yeah. And it's just like, I know he's there. And I don't know, but it's still like I said, it, it's still that that feeling of disappointment still comes from him just because it it's just it's no. my parent like that mm-hmm. that parent mm-hmm. mentality. Whereas my mom, like my mom, has been there every day, and I can do dumb stuff, and she's known me to do dumb stuff, but I've never felt like. I could disappoint her like even in the times where like I like I, I own up to it now like I was I was absolutely horrible to that woman and that woman is a queen like she knowing like I've told you before like she knowing that she's done so much at for us and mm-hmm. to know that my life was never a struggle and mm-hmm. to look back on it now and realize how much as she as an adult woman was doing for her children like I, I was horrible to that woman for some of the stuff that I put her through and but at the same time, I've never looked at it where 
I could disappoint her because I've, I've never thought of like, oh, I'm going to go rob a bank. I'm going to go commit a murder. I'm going to do like something <laughs> to the extreme. Uh-huh. But I've never known like me to ever be a disappointment to her so much so where she felt like she didn't want to talk to me or so much so where she had to distance herself from me. It's always been me putting the distance from my mom. And I felt like that's, that's how I really took the relationship with her for granted just mm-hmm. because I feel like I could do anything. And even if I was mad at her talking to her any kind of way, at the end of the day, when it comes to like actually disappointing and hurting her, I, I, I know I can never do that to my mom. Right, it's right. just not within me. Yeah. Like, even in, in actions that I'm taking that I don't realize she may be upset about. Yeah. It's not within me to consciously you know like I'm a disappointment to her. I've never gotten that feeling from her. Whereas yeah. my dad, who hasn't been a prominent figure in my life, mm-hmm. just that parent feeling, knowing that, hey, I'm making a decision that is not what you want me to make for me. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to react to that? How are you going to feel like, am I going to disappoint you in that? Whereas I, I told my mom half the stuff I did after the fact that she like, what, why are you, or, or, or something about it. And it's just like, but, but she knows. And I feel like I have that openness with her. Yeah. I could just talk to her about stuff. Like yeah. my mama didn't know I had tattoos until I was 23 and I got them when I was in <laughs> a senior in high school. <laughs> so like what is it's that stuff like that exactly it, it was like <laughs> just like that because the first three i got i have one right here and one, well the first two i got one on my shoulder one on my back so i knew that was always covered mm-hmm. so she ain't known until after that By and then the when way. she had seen it i was trying to lie about it i was like oh that's for my grandmother it's for your mom and she's like how that's for her you missed a letter on her initiative <laughs> moms okay that's like our mom over there. you caught me you caught me you thought it wrong <laughs> My mom wanted to die when she saw my tattoo. It was it was funny. Um, no, but I, I I totally relate to what both of you are saying. I think to me, um, the biggest thing that I've I've had to do in embracing my authentic self, and it's ongoing. <laughs> We're always doing it. Once you decide to do it, you're gonna do it to the day you're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, is when I learned to disclassify myself from what was not mine. And in order to disclassify myself, I had to get real with all that was not mine. Like the, the limiting beliefs, the, the expectations that my, that my parents had in regards to my life into coming into the world. Like I remember um, my mom sharing with me that her biggest expectation um, before she even converted to Jehovah's Witness was to have me become a priest, a Catholic priest. And that was the big mission in life. And then, wow, you know, she, mission. Oh, my dad grew up, you know, was in like the whole Jehovah's Witness thing. So then they, my mom kind of like converted to be that submissive wife to being a Jehovah's Witness has changed her faith, changed her beliefs. But it was funny because it was still the same crazy codependence to religion that she had developed towards Catholicism based on guilt, based on I'm not enough, based on I've been through all this trauma in my life and I'm not worthy of being this amazing human being. Um, so I had to really, in order to, in order to disclassify myself from that, I had to look at the bigger picture. I had to look at where my family, where my parents came from. Like I had to look, I had to learn to understand my mom's trauma from the moment she came into the world because that's part of my DNA. So it wasn't just about getting real with myself and 
doing the healing work with myself. It was really about going in and understanding her life and the decisions that she's made to be able to heal herself in her own way that allowed me to forgive the fact that they wanted nothing to do with me because I'm gay. Mm -hmm. So like to me, that's when forgiveness set me free. It's like, holy shit. Like my mom went through so much abuse. Her mom died when she was six months old. My, my, my my father, my dad's, my dad's environment wasn't necessarily the healthiest either. Um, even though there was a father, there was alcoholism, there was abuse, there was physical abuse. So there was so much trauma that these two human beings, you know, coming together to create a family, you know, I'm the first child, I come with all this crazy stuff. So I had to learn to be able to understand that my parents, in a way, wanted the best for me. Mm -hmm. And they did the best under their circumstances, under their situation, giving me values, right? I had to look at the values that they gave me versus what was not mine. And when I understood their life, I understood what they wanted for me, even though it wasn't the best for me, that was the best for them. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn to disclassify myself from the programming that was not authentic. Um, While you were talking to Mari, like this, this came to me and I wrote it down. I said, thick skin is the, thick skin is the show we put on to protect our most authentic self. It's like, and we don't even know, like as cool as it is to develop thick skin for me, like Mm -hmm. at one point in my life, yeah, yeah, I'm thick. I could deal with this. I could deal with emotional pain, mental pain, physical pain, you know, spiritual pain. Like it's, it's cool to feel that empowering warrior feeling that like you're invincible but there comes a point where that thickness has to break because that authentic self just has to come out. And it's hard. It's hard to do that with in life in general, because like last time we spoke about like work, right? Work environment is easy because you could just show up, have that authentic, you know, have that authentic self through your thick skin. And this is who I am. But then is when you leave that nine to five job or when you leave that work environment and you go into your personal life, you know, I've found that it's real easy to let that shield that we put up become even more dominant within our personal relationship. Mm-hmm. That's detrimental mm-hmm. because then we're not receiving support. Then we're, we're depriving ourselves from receiving love. Why? Because we feel that we have to be this tough anchor for everyone, even in our personal lives. And what I realized for myself is that with those intimate people, like I, I'm the type of person that I know a lot of people, I, I try to give my love with kindness, with, you know, with, with a smile, with whoever I come across with, you know, and I try to make myself personable and to be with, to be around. Um, but when it comes to like my, my intimate circle, like over the last two weeks, like, like literally it was almost like I had to get this exfoliator and exfoliate that thick skin as I'm going through these transitions and allow the people that love me to see me like the raw me, like, Whoa, this is what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing. This is how I feel in this point in my life right now. And by being able to be vulnerable with them, I, it was like, Oh my God, I'm receiving love and support here. And it's anchoring mm-hmm. back to an authentic part of my personal power that I don't necessarily know if I want to put that thick layer back on. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. with that. 
feels mm-hmm. very good. And it makes me more aware of the thickness that I'm holding on to in other aspects of my life. Like, do I really need to have thick skin in, in this environment? Or should I kind of just kind of like, you know what? Hey, allow myself to be seen by being more authentic. And I think it's, it's nice to develop that thick skin because that's life, right? It teaches yeah. us it lessons, it makes us stronger, but there comes a breaking point where you're like, okay, I could actually take all this off, take the shields off, take the, 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 the mask off. I'm thinking of a warrior here. And I don't need all of that because this is who I am. And I could be raw, I could be vulnerable, I could be authentic. Um, and th- there's no need for acceptance from anyone or anything, even the loved ones. Like, for example, my family, that's one thing I've had to really be okay with the fact that they have a faith, a religion that in a way has been healing for them. And it's nurturing for them. Mm-hmm. And even though it seems ignorant for someone with a big mind like me, Mm-hmm. I understand that that is their life journey. Like, I would not want to change their experience at this point in my life because I don't need to, because I know who I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm willing to understand that even right now in this moment, there's parts of me that I don't know about myself that I'm going to discover maybe today, later today, tomorrow, in a year, you know, 20 years down the road. And it's, it's allowed me to see life from, from a higher dimension, like without expectation, um, I was working on a bio for uh, an opportunity that I have to do uh, to be an assistant for some yoga retreats that are coming up. And I send it to my honey. I'm like, can you, can you edit this? Can you look over it? Send it to another friend. And they polished it up and they mentioned something on there that I was kind of like, it, it kind of threw me back, but it really made sense. Like we can't judge where we come from because where we come from is what creates our mission. And yeah, my parents wanted me to be a priest. My parents wanted me to be a missionary and a barber and have a wife and maybe one child and dedicate myself to the church. That was their missionary work for me. I came into a path of spirituality, whether I realized it or not, not necessarily religion, Yet now the work that I'm doing through yoga, through meditation, through mindfulness is my mission. That's my missionary work. And like when I read that on the bio, I was like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So my childhood was a training ground for what I'm becoming now. Once I forgive what was not mine (laughs) and hold on to that story and don't victimize myself because my parents didn't love me a certain way or because I experienced a certain negative thing. No, it's like, how can I take those pieces of my life to empower my life, to be more authentic, to help others and influence other to step out of the bliss ignorance that they might be in and see the bliss of life being real, you know? Um, Yeah. So (laughs) that was just my, (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Ah, that was uh, it. Was really interesting how you had you uh, put that because, um, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, no, come back, come back, come back, please come back. <laughs> oh my god, what did you say? You said something. I really. Um, you. Uh, I'm so glad this is recording because there's a line in there that you said. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's a quote. <laughs> like we're keeping that one. I know uh, there was like a couple things that you said, and I even. <clears throat> 
made a couple notes because like when you said that it's important to know our parents past traumas because that that like that's essentially a part of us and that create help create our DNA. Like when you said that, it made me think of like I've never actually sat and asked either of my parents, like, what are some of the things that they've gone through in their life? Like major things, because when I think about it, I just sit here and think like, oh. I know my mom had a pretty good childhood. She grew up in a big family. I know I had an uncle who passed away um, in his teen years from HIV, which is when he had, when I came out was her whole thing in the beginning. And then other than that, like my grandparents been married for 50 plus years until my grandmother passed away. So I just assume that as there's no passive trauma there. My mom didn't really go through anything like looking at it, looking at my family now as a whole, like, oh, I just have a big family. They grew up together. I've never actually like sat and talked and seen, has there been anything that she has gone through? Right. Has there been anything that she'd gone through that maybe it happened to her when she wasn't like a young child versus a teenager or uh-huh. Uh, like in her early 20s and then I and my dad I've never I know that I've never actually had a conversation with that. I don't even think I don't even think I've ever actually asked him about his father like I, I knew my grandmother on my dad's side and she passed away when I was young um, and I know I have an uncle who's also Jehovah's Witness but I never actually asked him about that and now I, I have that noted because it's just like when you said that 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 just like something just rung in my head. I'm just like, oh, it's so it's, true. I have to ask them now. Like, I, and I think I'm going to like, in between this and us doing our third episode of Thick Skin, mm-hmm. because I do, I really want to bring that up. Like, I want to know how that really has just fed into me. I've even been thinking about doing that ancestry DNA. Like I keep thinking that I'm going to order the kit. I was like, I'm going to order it, I'm going to order it, I'm going to order it. And I want to do it because I just want to see like how much I can find out about my past. But thank you for saying that. Like, because as soon as you said that, like, I don't know what it was, but something just like, you need to ask them. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to, because that was real. You know, it's, it's crazy. When, when I first heard of that, I, I heard of it through a meditation. I was in a, it was like a meditation circle and the individual, the instructor facilitating the meditation mentioned something in the meditation of the power of us healing generational curses through our own healing work and through our own love and light. And afterwards I, I spoke to him, I'm like, what did you mean with that? It's like, and he really, that's kind of how he explained it to me. And I was like, it totally makes sense like that's a big piece of like to be able to set yourself free you have to forgive right and forgiving is so hard and and I it was hard for me to forgive because even though I knew about my parents like I had to be willing to kind of like whoa like kind of visualize and be with the experiences that I know my mom shared with me or that I've heard from my uncles and aunts and cousins or same thing with my dad and just like hold that space for them and let my soul like release itself. And I, I remember one time I was on my yoga mat at home and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna do some plant medicine and I'm gonna take myself there. 
And I called my mom's energy in and oh my God, the pain, the pain that I experienced, that I allowed myself to experience was, I was aware that it wasn't mine, but I had to feel it to be able to say, gosh, mom, I love you and I forgive you and I release you with love because you've been through enough for me to hold grudge against you in regards to not talking to me or not embracing who I am because you did your job. You brought me to the world so I could embrace who I am. And you gave me values and that's all you had to do. And in that moment, that was the best mother that God, the universe, source could have given me for this life. And it's, it's not easy to do that. It's not easy to admit that. And like this also bleeds into our relationships, right? Like I started, mm-hmm. I started thinking about the way I was showing up in, in romance, for example. Because a lot of times, I don't know if you've heard, you, y'all have heard the saying of like, you like, you attract your mother, or you attract oh your father. Oh my God, yes, yes, yes. Right? yes. So, and then a lot of times you end up playing that role of either your mother or your father in the relationship and all these nasty characteristics that you know that you just don't like start popping up and you're like, why? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do again, because it's our programming. That's, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years, 30 years of your life, you kind of like, or in a certain amount of time, you're programmed to be a certain way, to think a certain way. And then as members of the LGBT community, queers, you know, in, in, in our own way, like it's so challenging to discover our own way to show up authentically in a non-normal relationship which in a non-normal relationship to society, right? Mm -hmm. Because to me, being gay is normal for me. Being a queer man is normal for me. You know, that's, that's who I am. There's nothing off of it. There's nothing weird about it. Again, my programming led me to believe that, but once I disclassify myself from that label, I'm free. Um, And, and to be able to step into, I feel like as I've looked at different relationships that I've been in, it's, it's not really about what my ex was not bringing to the table. It's about eventually what was Hector not bringing to the table? What was Hector expecting from his significant others that made the relationship so hard? And then you make that list and you're like, oh shit, well, was I showing up this way? No, I wasn't. So it makes current relationships, friendships, romance, a lot makes me more aware of how I'm showing up, makes me a lot more vulnerable in regards to like, all right, babe, like here, like I really don't like this about myself, but here it is, here it is. And help me polish this versus help me change this. Because it's a beautiful part of who I am, but there's something here that's not allowing me to show up mm-hmm. authentic for us, for me. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that relationships, Every single relationship that you're in, whether it's romantic, personal, I think it's 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 there to teach you something if you're willing to. You know, um, mm-hmm. I truly believe that a lot of times people and relationships, just from my own experience, based on all these expectations that you have, not necessarily the other person, but expectations that you have on yourself that you can't even meet. And you don't know how to communicate it and you don't know how to how to embrace it with love and share it with love because there's parts of us that first need to be healed and we need to become aware so we could push that authenticity out. And that's hard to do. Yes, it is. It's very hard to do because that involves 
being vulnerable that mm-hmm. involves you being like embracing the fact that you have this amazing strength that makes you powerful and makes who you are but then you also have to embrace i cry i feel weak i feel that i need to be hugged and loved and it's very hard to embrace that but once you finally you realize that's your power your vulnerability mm-hmm. what be a mess right because then you could actually dissect through stuff you could actually filter things and and learn from that versus shame it yeah yeah Oof. these are a mouthful <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to disconnect that self-expectation because i think it's so strong i don't know about i well obviously but like I know for myself, it's, it's, it's very hard to break away with that, that self-expectation because allowing myself to be vulnerable around those close to me is very hard and very foreign, foreign to myself. So it even makes it harder for them to see it. They don't know what to do when they see me get vulnerable. How do you think I feel? And But knowing that and being aware of that, of yourself and being able to communicate that, that for me, even for now, that's still, that's new to me. That's something I've been practicing now in my adult life <laughs> yeah. so it's 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 not it doesn't just happen because you know knowing who i was in the past yeah like you said you, we these these relationships happen for a reason and and it teaches us lessons and lessons about ourselves you know like it took me after my very very first real relationship it took me to stop pointing the finger and actually had to turn it around and i was like i didn't do that i did wow, I was, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't date me either. You know, it's like there was some self-examination um, I, I took and really had to realize like you have some, some situations you need to address within yourself. You're not perfect, dude. Like, so how can you expect someone else to be perfect too? It doesn't exist. Stop that. You need to start to dive in with yourself and see like, how do you react? Maybe I, maybe this person is a rebound. You know, I thought I don't treat people like that. But I look back and I'm like, I did treat them like that. I treated them just how I was being treated. You know, because we are sponges. We, 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 um, we take in how we're being treated. And if we haven't been treated good, let's say you need to take that, t- take that time for yourself and take care of yourself, love on yourself, take yourself on a self-date. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that feels like and how you know you're going to be doing that right for someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, we only read we respond in the way what we've been through. And so if we don't start taking ourselves on new journeys, how are we going to react differently? Yeah. You know, taking these things in, you know, it's like, uh, you know, so that expectation, it's ugh, that self-expectation is so hard to break. It it's is. so because we, we all we have is ourself. And so it's like, bitch, like I'm counting on you looking in the mirror, like, <laughs> don't dare let me down. Okay. Like, uh-huh. you know, yeah. like we're going to go here. Okay. No, don't be showing them that soft side. We need you to be a rock today. Okay. Yeah. You know? Affirmation is a real thing. Yes. And I, I, I tell people to do that. And however that looks to you, like if, if you in the mirror and you have to like, you is smart, you is kind, you is important to yourself. Or if yes. you have to be like, Bro. bitch, I don't care. You you look hot. Like, bitch, I don't care if you woke up like shit today. You you. you However, you have to come at yourself to make sure you get that, like, hype yourself up and give that self-affirmation is, is important. Oh, it 
yeah. is it's a lot of, it's lacking a lot in this in the world today it, it, it's yeah. starting to come up more and more which is a blessing because mm-hmm. I don't I feel like we didn't get that much growing up in, in our time I feel like we that wasn't important yeah it was important to live the tradition our generation mm-hmm. you know carry on the legacy you know yeah. that you know yeah. as all of us we shared that it was like carry on you know well you know your family did this you do that too well, yeah. I was, we're Jehovah's Witnesses. You need to be that too. You know, your dad was a pastor. You are going to be a pastor too. You know, so it's like, now it's, it's really talked about more, which I'm so grateful. And I'm living to see that, to see that, that self-affirmation, that self-encouragement, that self-confidence, that talking to yourself is a good thing. You're like, ooh, are you answering yourself to you crazy? Like, well, then I'll take crazy over and over any day. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that used to be the thing. Like, first it was like, you, you talk to yourself, you crazy. Oh, if you talk to yourself, you can talk to yourself, but you can't reply because they make you real crazy. And she's like, like yes. Wow. It, yes. I, yeah, I remember. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm like, I am crazy. Any day. Yeah, and <laughs> your point right. is. You get your point? Because <laughs> have you yeah. seen me talk to myself? It's quite entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I. It took a while to stop calling myself crazy because I was taking in what they were saying. You know, yeah. we listened to them because it's always like, did you just talk to yourself? Like, I think you I did. Know, like, I feel like sometimes like I've done that or I tell people I'm just crazy. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. And that's you're what not. you're doing to dim your authenticity. So no, I'm not crazy and you're not crazy either, but this is how I am. And this is my authenticity. And like that. I feel like I feel like thick skin, the development of thick skin is important. But I think as you become aware of that thick skin, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, am I am I closing myself off or am I standing in my power? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think there's been a lot of times where I'm in that mirror 8 a.m. in the morning, putting on that shield, putting on that thick skin, because I know I'm gonna go out there. But there's been times where I'm in front of that mirror embracing my power with love and the same situation is out there and I show up gracefully, I show up empowered and I don't show up angry. And I think that's the part sometimes that thick skin really emphasizes that anger and that, that angered power, right? And it's, it's like, okay, how can I show up? in a more powerful but graceful empowering way for myself and for others versus I'm afraid of Hector because you never know which it's kind of cool in a way but you know at the same time it's like you don't want you don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to radiate fear I want to radiate love right so if I'm feeling fear I'm gonna radiate fear so what do I need to do to tap into love and embrace power from love versus fear. Mm-hmm. You um, you were saying when you said something about like thick skin, um, how do you learn to break it? And and like let's say for example, we we carry that thick skin so much that it's it's so hard to break, and and we won't know how to react when somebody, let's say someone shows up, who embraces all of you, who's coming in who wants to come and love you and embrace all of you for everything who you are because we've built such thick skin. It becomes Mm -hmm. hard to accept that. It's like, you like, this is weird. Uh, But they're like, what's weird? Like, do you not know what you, what I'm looking at? 
Like I'm embracing all of you. It's so foreign because we're so hard on ourselves. We built such a thick skin mm-hmm. that love from someone else outside of yourself. It's just like, it becomes foreign. Like how, ooh, you know, it gives me chills thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because just- It's away, we're embracing them. Yeah. <laughs> like you call me these blessings and then they show up and then you're like, no. I- yes. Yes. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I need love. That's literally, and that's, <laughs> that's literally how I feel about my life because it's just like I remember from early on. It's just like I convinced myself like I'm a, I'm gonna be alone forever, and it was okay. Not necessarily like not only in a relationship, but just like I was gonna live by myself forever. All I was gonna have as a dog because like it like I said, it, it was just this mentality of having mm-hmm. that ability to like. At any point in time, I could just get up and go. Like I could just get up and take off and and change my scenery if I want to be it temporarily or permanent. And so now, when it's just like letting all these people in and like going through the process of learning how to break that thick skin, yeah, it, it, it I'm I'm slowly getting used to not being able to just take off. And not only not being not being used to not being able to, but not wanting to, mm. like, mm-hmm. being okay with being more grounded and being more rooted in one place in my life, and allowing good things to come into that, and not always think that there's like a second foot that has to drop with good things that are coming in. Like just waiting for. Uh, I feel like I'm getting more in the in the habit of knowing like there's always going to be highs and lows in my life but preparing for those lows better during those mm-hmm. high periods and so that way those lows are like completely minuscule like they seem more like going over little speed bumps or a little potholes than anything yeah and it's it's definitely an uphill battle because like I said there's there's times where it's like I'm realizing like, ah, this is so frustrating. This is so annoying. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I around these people? And then I try to shut off and close out. And it's just like, but then I get the reaction of like, but you can't do that because you've already like, you already let us pass this point. So you can't act like (laughs) you going back to how it was. You've already gone past that for so long. Yeah. (laughs) Hector, you know, you coming from such a, a foundation of love, just interior of who you are. How has that been when someone's coming back with that same love? Because I feel like you're just like a, a flower, a, a sun that just exudes love, you know, but having it in return has ha, how hard or what is the battle? What was the challenge for you? I'm just, you know, because like, yeah. I feel like me and Amari kind of have some similarities, you know? Like you who just comes from just like free love, you know what I mean? Like one wouldn't have to work so hard to gain it from, but when someone wants to come to you with the same energy that wants to embrace all of you, because I mean, in being embraced, it's hard. Who wants to take all of you? Because you were used to people wanting to pick things like, well, you're, I like, I really like you, but maybe you shouldn't be naked so much, you know, <laughs> like. Think, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's always a problem with the way you are. But, like, if someone wants to embrace all of you, how have you been able to accept that? You know, it has not been easy. I mean, even to this moment right now, um, it's so hard for me. It's mm. so, so hard for me. As much as I love to receive it and want to receive it, um, I think what's helping me to receive it is 
the consequences that I paid for not allowing myself. Mm. Ah, I'm like, no. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. It's the time. It's the time. <laughs> like literally the pain goes through from just not allowing yourself to receive because you're so caught up in the fact that there's been so many people you've loved and given unconditional love to that when they do give you love is with limitations and it's like oh I love Hector but he gets naked or I love Hector and I had to be okay with the fact like I'm learning to be okay with the fact that you know it's okay because my love is nurturing these individuals in their own way mm -hmm. and the fact that they can fully love me is simply a fact that they're working on loving themselves and they don't have that love to share with me because they haven't embraced it themselves and that's how I could be okay with it and that's what's allowing me to embrace love the love that's showing up and like I kid you not probably over the last five years so much love has showed up into my life that mm -hmm. I like literally my head has been so far up my ass that that love that it's, it's not necessarily not necessarily present I know it's there mentally and emotionally and in a spiritual way but I've let a lot of that love walk away because mm -hmm. I made it so hard for them to love me because of that thick skin that layer and like my current relationship right now it's like oh my god like I'm literally like in this space where okay, this is who I am. I'm allowing myself to be seen. I'm allowing others that love me to understand my pain. And that's hard. <laughs> um, but it's also extremely beautiful and lovely to know that someone is willing to go where I went with my mom, where I went with my dad, and the simple fact that I've done that for my parents without them even acknowledging it and that I have the opportunity to say, wow, you went there for me. You felt my pain, even though I didn't ask you. You literally went there, allows me to say, thank you for holding that space for me. You don't have to, you don't have to feel that pain anymore because we both let that, you, you've helped me let go of that pain by bracing it for a little bit and understanding it and it's so much easier to receive love from that space <laughs> mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. not easy <laughs> it's not easy <laughs> but it feels good <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's, it's finally no it's finally when you have to realize that i do deserve that i think that's the hardest thing for us is that we do deserve love yeah it's so easy for us to love and give it but <laughs> When it comes our turn, what what do you do when we say "take me as I am"? We always say that, but yeah. then when it shows up, it's like, you know, and 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 when you finally yeah. yes, when you break that wall, though, if it feels good, it's like, and sometimes you gotta pinch yourself to be if it's real. You know, it's like, wait, is this is this? Yeah. No, like tomorrow they're gonna be like, Thank you for sharing that because I just, I feel like, I mean, we're, we all have, I feel like that similar feeling. We all have that similar feeling just in a different kind of um, scenario. 
And I just, I wanted to hear that because I know like I see it through you all, all day, all day long that you just have so much love. I feel like we, we have so much love to give, but like, how do we receive that same? Cause we, we I feel like all of us were like probably the most accepting people for others <laughs> to come into our life. Like I accept you, I, I come to love you. But then when it comes back, we're so formed because we're always used to people and it comes from upbringing and all that. But we have to, and, and you said forgiving. Um, forgiveness is so huge. It's so huge because when you really, really grasp, learn to forgiveness, that means you don't pick it back up and you really forgive yourself. And I feel like forgiving others is, comes easier than forgiving ourselves because if we wrong somebody, even wronging ourselves, it becomes very hard to forgive. And that's when we really got to take that thick skin and tear it off and let this flesh, let this heart beat and let's see it because it's, it's so important to see that because yeah, we're at work, but we clock in and out, you know, in this life, we don't clock in and out. And when we clock out, we're clocking out, you know? So what are you doing till we literally clock out? You know, are we embracing ourselves? We don't have to wear thick skin around ourselves. You know, we, we, we love ourselves. We, we say these things, we can help someone feel better, but when it comes the other way, it's so hard, you know, because we just want to, we feel like, no, you could do better, bitch. You could do better. Yeah, we can, but don't forget. And this is coming to me too. Cause I'm, <laughs> to myself. I'm a lot, I'm saying this, like I'm talking, but I like, well, don't <laughs> listen to yourself what you're saying, but you know, it's like, you got to take those moments and, just because you have such a high expectation thinking you should be further, you don't forget to take those moments to just appreciate the, the journey because you're here now because of all of that. You know, all of that, that that's happened, all of that that you've conquered. It don't care how small it looks. That thing is huge, you know? <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's, 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 it's huge. And I feel like sometimes we forget to just take a moment because we're always on go mode, trying to keep up with what, you know, and we just need to also take that moment. Like, bitch, you did it. And I, and when I have those moments, I, I recognize yourself. (laughs) Yes. I look in the mirror and I stop and I'm just like, bitch, I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm laughing because <laughs> you said we're always on go mode. And then B just texted me like, babe, are we still going to the store? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I started chuckling. Literally, I'll go like, mode, as, like, right? As soon as you say that, I look over at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see what I mean? <laughs> oh man, I love you guys. I, I love I, you too. I love y'all. I, I wholeheartedly love y'all and your presence in my life. And like, I feel like every time we we talk and we have this session, it's just like I gain so much more. And like, I have a whole. Like Hector, you you got me up with a whole freaking to do list here because, like I said, I really, I really, I I really want to understand them better, and 
truly see like truly take in how that impacts me so I can understand myself better and like, I, I know there are some things that I've never actually opened up and asked them and it goes back to like what I said at the very beginning just having that that kid mentality is like oh these are my parents I don't I don't want to ask those questions because yeah. I don't want to ask it and then bring up something that's going to be like disappointing because you know, I, I, brought, I brought that up so it's just like uh I take that we do it I think also in that sense too like doing that Amari um, it also helps them to heal Mm -hmm. you know because they might be having something and they need to talk about it because it's something that they buried Mm -hmm. and and I can speak from that because we all sometimes we have a a trauma and we don't know why we're reacting to something like we we shut off but there's a connection there's a chain to that and it could be a trauma that happened in your life you know a long time ago that you buried and it's connected somehow. And so that, and sometimes we forget our, our parents are humans, you know, and, and they have feelings just like we do. And, and I, and I'm like, I'm grateful with my mom. I have that connection. You know, when I was a kid, I used to love sitting at the bed on Saturday mornings, hearing her talking about her life when she was a kid. And I'm just like, it was like me watching a TV show on TV, but just in my mind, hearing her tell me her whole story. My mom is a storyteller. Okay. But just, (laughs) like sitting there listening to her just like I, I like visualizing her and her big old family you know eight eight kids eight siblings you know and just like playing got the two brothers being the bad kids and you got your sister who's like beating you up and you're the girl like she's like I'm female okay you try, you two tomboys stop trying to beat me up you know just I love you know just hearing that even even though I never met my dad but the story of my mom and my dad at that time you know she worked at a circle K he came in to sweep and mop whatever just because he was trying to I was like well you did something right because hello I'm here <laughs> so but you know just uh hearing I think our parents upbringing it's you know I I can't wait to hear about it from you I know I'm excited I'm like I'm like, ah, now I got nerves. I'm like, it's, of course. I think, honestly, yeah. I think the most nerve wracking part about it for me is to do it with my dad face to face, even if it's just like, because I know he has Google Duo, he has face, like, we have iPhones, we can FaceTime, or even if we like do a Zoom thing, I think it that's the more nerve wracking part is to do it face to face because it's been really long since we've had a conversation actually I think the last time we had a conversation face-to-face was 2012 and that was like the first time he seen me after I started my transition but ever ever since then every time we've like talked or reached out to each other it's always been via like phone call or text message or something like that and now I'm just like I'm just uh, it's just gonna be nerve wracking. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Like I'm, I'm excited to do it, and I'm, gonna, I'm definitely gonna do it. But it's just like, uh, uh, yeah. I'm passing all the good juju over there. Energy, nothing but love. Yes, because, um, that's a wall that's gonna break, girl. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm, I'm so excited for you. You know, just because I've it's like have it's, my own. Like with my, with my mom, I feel like it's gonna just be like an easy conversation and. Mm-hmm. I think with my mom, it's going to be a lot of my mom, like figuring out what my mom's past and then just how that played into my childhood. Because I know I'm going to have to talk to my older sister about it just because one thing, my mom, when she enlisted and was in the military, 
like a lot of times she was gone and if we didn't go with her then it was like staying with family but ultimately my sister was like the the parent the responsible one Mm -hmm. so like I, I my sister has memories of our childhood that I had no idea of like I we didn't I didn't even know like I'm thinking my first time out of the country was when I went to the Philippines for work. I didn't realize I went as a child with my mom to places and I'm like, oh, wow. So yeah, I, but I really do want to, I want to hear my mom's. I think it's going to be interesting just to hear from her. But yeah, like my dad by far is going to be the most nerve wracking. And it's just that, that face-to-face factor, because I think doing this, it's going to really like really, really, really open up and lead up into our relationship now and I think it's going to come to a mutual understanding that the distance that we have is okay mm-hmm. I, I, I love my dad like I'll, I'll be, he's always gonna get back to my life we're always going to talk but I think that I'm in a point in my life now where I don't necessarily need a father figure like I I've never really had that in my life and the ones that my mom brought around with like the exception of my my stepdad when she got remarried after my father because my little brother has a, a separate dad mm-hmm. um, when for that brief marriage she I, she's never really had the greatest relationship with guys so it wasn't for me at least when she finally came out like later it wasn't a huge surprise just because she didn't, didn't have the greatest relationship with men so I don't I don't ever think that I have I've ever lacked from having um, like a male role model consistently in my life or and that because I feel like everything that I needed to know to be a, a strong and healthy and successful adult I, I've learned and I was prepared for that when I when I like actually set out on my own so it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be an f- interesting conversation yeah I really do want to know where he's come from because then that's really gonna actually help me understand his mindset of how how we got to where we are now because I know that this was long before the years I started my transition like this Mm -hmm. has been a huge portion of my life that we've had such great distance so it's gonna be exciting I'm excited for you well I think that like wraps yeah up. i mean wow <laughs> we had this was a good one <laughs> i'm so like, glad yeah I, oh this is this was <laughs> right right uh, i just I, I love it this is like some good therapy for us you know <laughs> you know i just um and i just love 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 you guys so much and i'm so grateful for this i'm so glad we're doing this for us and for others, you know, um, for the viewers out there watching and listening. Um, I know you felt something because we sure the heck did. Because <laughs> uh, so, so good. Oh my gosh. It's all um, in the sharing. It is all in the sharing. Yeah. How we grow, we evolve, we love. Yeah, we don't yeah. go through these things just to keep them to ourselves. Oh. You know, we go through these things so that we can share. You know, someone yeah. else needs to hear it. I needed to hear your guys' story. I- Need to hear both of you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> same, exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So, um, anything else we'd like to add? Mm-mm. I think I'm, I'm good there. 
I know I say it all the time, but I definitely appreciate your presence in my life. And we probably end up texting at some point later today or tomorrow anyway. So yes. I hope y'all both enjoy the rest of y'all Sunday. Thank you. And you too, both of you guys. Have a wonderful day. Love you, Moshi. Love you too. Love you, love you, love you. Love your faces. <laughs> And that completes today's Authentic Self episode on the Not Just Caffeine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, it's not about how the world sees you. It's about how you embrace your own world.